When you touched the soil in rural Iowa, you realized it wasn't much different from that in Bangladesh. But on top of that soil, life in Altoona was a whole lot quieter, which I guess is to be expected when you have 157 million less people on the same size piece of land. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of exchange stories. I can see streets with cornfields on both sides. The street is like disappearing. I mean, it's like flowing like a river and disappearing into the horizon. I smell mashed potatoes and corn and butter. I can taste hamburger. And I can hear a silence, a silence, a peaceful silence with dogs barking in the background, birds chirping, but still a peaceful silence. This week, talking to yourself in a strange language. The earth itself knows no borders and proud to be made in Bangladesh. Join us on a journey from Bangladesh to Iowa to confirm that there is no higher calling than helping other people. It's 2233. We report what happens in the United States, warts and all. Exchanges shaped who I am. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them, they are people very much like ourselves. And oh, that's what we call cultural exchange. Ooh, yes. My name is Munif. I'm from Bangladesh. Right now, I'm working for a non-government organization that deals with uh, vocational education in Bangladesh. The program that I went on is called Kennedy Luger Youth Exchange and Study Program. I went to Iowa to study in a high school for one academic year. When I was in high school, right after finishing my O-level exams, I thought that I want to volunteer because I had some time left. So I actually went to um, an organization called Center for the Rehabilitation of the Paralyzed. I went there and I worked. And the work that I did there were very simple work, but it was for a greater cause. On top of the building, it was written that service to people is service to God. And that kind of like moved me. At that point, I was looking for more opportunities to uh, volunteer and give back to the community. I, I found out about the YES program. I applied for it and I got it. And within a year, I found myself in Altoona, Iowa. So when I landed in Iowa, it was the airport in Des Moines, all I could see was cornfields. Miles after miles, cornfields, they disappeared into the horizon. 
And my host dad was telling me Iowa was actually a little bigger than, than the size of Bangladesh. When I asked him about the population, I think Iowa had 3 million people in it, when Bangladesh at that time had more than 160 million people. That kind of like blew my mind and I kind of felt like I'm in another Bangladesh with just less people and there is no place you can go where you cannot find people in Bangladesh. I come from a family where both my parents, they're very, uh, I would say, liberal. Liberal as in, you know, in high school, we had some rules in the house in the U.S. Uh, we had a curfew. Back in Bangladesh, I did not have that. I could come at like 12 a.m. at night. I could, I could come back home and my mom wouldn't be, my mom wouldn't care, uh, care that much about that. My dad wouldn't care much about that if they knew where I was or if they knew that that was a valid reason I was out. In the U.S., uh, I could not skip school unless I was very, very sick. In Bangladesh, you can skip schools, you know, easily. I remember uh, after one or two periods, I used to like go by the uh, riverside and like have a cup of tea with my other friends who actually skipped school. So that was kind of like a regular thing when we were in high school level. In, in the US, what I found out that that was not possible. I was never, you know, like one of those brilliant students, but I always thought there is much to learn outside the uh, classrooms. So uh, my favorite song is uh, Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall. So you can imagine what my philosophy about institutions are. <laughs> I thought before going to the US, I could, I mean, people wouldn't care much about whether I'm going to school or not. I thought that families are going to be more liberal, you know, uh, than my parents, because I thought that my parents are not that liberal at that point. But after going to the US, I found out my US family, my host family was pretty conservative. And I don't say that in a negative sense. There was a curfew and I had to abide by that rule. I did not have my own phone. I had to use a family phone, which I shared with two other siblings, host siblings of mine. I could not skip school and I had to do like the household chores, which I could skip in my, my own family, you know, my natural family. Those are the assumptions that I had that was proven wrong uh, once I went to the US and experienced the family, the school and uh, the culture. My host mom went to another city 
to do some shopping. She went there, did some shopping, bought some uh, shirts for me, nice shirts for me. When she came back and I tried them out, they, they were excellent. I loved them. And when I saw the tag, the tag said, made in Bangladesh. And at that, at that point, it, it actually made me very, very proud that like my mom would gift me something from America and it would say that it was made in Bangladesh. In Bangladesh, I used I I lived in Maimansingh for a long time, and Maimansingh is a small town, but still a million people in it almost. So I never ever had like a quiet environment. It was always crowded and cars honking their horns and you know people shouting, arguing. So when I went there and there was like so much nature and the silence, there was that was something that was. Uh, an experience I will never forget. Language is a very integral and I would say a very core of any any culture. And that's because where I was in Iowa, I did not find a single person who could speak Bangla. I was going insane. Insane in the sense that um, I would go to the bathroom, I would look in the mirror, and I all of a sudden I would realize that I'm thinking in English. That would be at the same time kind of like amazing and horrifying. And I would I would I would try to speak in Bangla forcibly with me, with myself, uh, with my reflection on the mirror. And I think at that point, I was thinking that, am I going crazy or like, what is this? As I thought about it more and more, I figured out that my mother tongue, Bangla, was the language which I used first to get to know about myself. So it's, it's a part of my entity. This is the language in which I kind of like define myself. So not being able to speak this language for so long taught me a lesson that language is is very very important and that's what i missed the most when i was when i was away when i was away from bangladesh if i was in my home country and i never knew about yes program and i never participated in any exchange program i think i would be a completely different person than who i am now I would not understand why diversity is important. I would never understand why Americans think the way they think, why an Arab student would think the way they think. I would never understand the core values of a different culture. And that would, I would say, cripple me in many ways, uh, in my thoughts, in my perception about the world. The windows of my heart will always stay. Would have stayed closed. I would not have been able to question things like why do they do this this way. Uh, I think the exchange program taught me to ask that why question, and for which I have learned so much in these past few years. I now try to, if I see somebody's doing something differently, before judging, 
I ask, why is that person doing it this way? I try to understand their perspective, sympathize with that person. And I think that's the quality that exchange program gives you, kind of like opens your eyes, takes all the sh shades away from your, from your eyes and you can like see and you, you try to understand, try to see what, um, what people actually are and why people actually do things their way. Bangladesh is majorly a patriarchal country. Growing up in a patriarchal society molds your personality and your uh, character. I never knew that. I never knew that I had those qualities. So I oftentimes I would say like, yeah, I'm very liberal. But when I went to the US, quite often I would do something and then realize that whatever I just did was something that was inspired by the patriarchal society that I, where, uh, of Bangladesh where I grew up. I think at one point my host mother was a little, uh, you know, upset with me uh, because she was thinking that the way I was interacting with my host dad and the way I was interacting with my host mom, there was a difference. And she was talking to me about it and then I was in a total denial. And that kind of like made her more upset. And which is understandable. And, and I didn't realize that I was actually wrong. And I, I said sorry to her afterwards. So last time when I came to Kolkata, India... And at the airport, I was stuck for some time and I met this uh, woman who is a sex worker. And I was, I was, I, I chatted with this woman for about like uh, three, four hours that night as I was stuck with her. And we really, really talked about a lot of things about, about women, about uh, culture, about religion. And we had, although that person was not very well educated from institutions when she talked with me i figured that she had probably received other sort of education the education that you get from life she had experience and with it from that experience she could talk about all these things this show social stigma and how um, society portrays certain things and after that discussion I realized and I thought to myself that if I did not go for this exchange program, I would probably judge this woman before engaging into a conversation. That, I would say, is an example. The exchange program has actually brought a, a major, a drastic change in me. I never thought I could work that hard. My host parents had a porch and then a backyard. And in the backyard, my host dad once uh, chopped down a tree because it was dead. 
And we had to go and collect all the branches and doing all those things that I have seen my grandfathers do in the in the field back in the villages of Bangladesh. When I could like touch the soil and I could feel that the soil that I touched in Bangladesh and the soil I touched in the US, they felt all the same. And I realized that it's just borders and the borders are just man-made. The earth it's it's just one thing without border. So I, I kind of felt like I'm a I'm a global citizen at that point. I really, really wish that in the in this world, in this earth, there were no borders and we could, you know, go anywhere, share our culture with anybody and and had that freedom. During my high school graduation, when I was wearing the the cap and the gown, I was walking there and with everybody, and then I threw my cap in the air. I really, really wished that my friends and family back home could see me. That was a proud moment for me, you know. Twenty two thirty three is produced by the Collaboratory an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name's Christopher Wurst. I'm the director of the Collaboratory. 2233 is named for Title 22, Chapter 33 of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. And our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. This week, Munif Khan from Bangladesh talked about his time here on a Kennedy Luger Youth Exchange and Study, or YES, program. For more about YES and other ECA exchange programs, check out eca.state.gov. We encourage you to subscribe to 2233. You can do so wherever you find your podcasts and leave us a nice review while you're at it, hey? And we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at ecacollaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. You can find photos of each week's interviewee and a complete episode transcript at our webpage. That's at eca.state.gov slash 2233. Very special thanks to Munif for his stories and for being such a positive force for good in the world. The interview was conducted in Kolkata, India, by Amy Hill, who, in her day job, works for the wonderful organization Story Center. And I edited it. Featured music was Filing Away, Heliotrope, and In Paler Skies by Blue Dot Sessions, and Fa Up Jump by Spectacular Sound Productions. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came, and the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagirlius. Until next time.